Saturday here in the 502 in Louisville, Kentucky. 96.1 FM is going down a little Eminem. I am whatever you say I am coming to you just to get you in the right mood, in the right groove, you know what I'm saying, get y'all moving a little bit this morning. Uh, it's going to be a very, very packed show today. But I'm going to tell anybody, if you have not gotten up and gotten out, be careful. Um, I, I we're, we're of course in our studios over here in Jeffersonville, Indiana, uh, Southern Indiana, and it is absolutely ugly. Snow, slush, sleet. I saw at least three cars uh, in embankments. <laughs> so um, wherever you are, whether you're in Louisville, if you're over here in Southern Indiana, just be careful. Take your time. You don't have any rush to get anywhere. I know everybody wants to get out to the uh, KFC Yum Center uh, to see the Cardinals play today at 1 o'clock. Take your time because it ain't going nowhere. But definitely leave earlier. Um, leave about 30 minutes earlier just to give yourself some time because, man, it is ugly out there. All of a sudden, y'all know how it is in the Valley. It'll be nice. It'll be sunny. It'll be great. Next day, three feet of snow. <laughs> and I, I don't think it's going to stick because uh, it's still a little warm outside. But just be careful out there. Um, but 
I tell you what, uh, this is Rashawn Myers here, uh, Big X Sports Radio, Wake Up 502. Uh, it's going to be an awesome show today. There is a lot to get into, <laughs> a lot going on. Uh, Louisville football on the road taking on a top 10 team in Clemson, a team that has eluded uh, victory for the Cardinals since joining the conference. Very excited to see what happens going on there. University of Louisville basketball back on the court this afternoon. KFC Yum Center uh, taking on Wright State. Uh, that's going to be coming up to you at 1 o'clock. Um, so it's going to be a full sports day. Um, this is going to be one of those days for me where literally I am going to be running around like a chicken with my head cut off uh, from whence I uh, leave this studio on, oh, studio, studio on through the rest of the day. So if you want to get involved with anything going on today, of course, you can give us a, a text in to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. That's 502-414-1450. Um, love to hear your texts and thoughts on anything that you hear uh, during the show today. If you want to give us a call, you can also give us a call in on the uh, Wake Up 502 buzz line, 502-384-1450. That's 502-384-1450. Um, on anything that you hear, uh, I definitely have some thoughts, everybody. <laughs> Anybody who follows me on Twitter, um, of course, that's at Rashan R-A-A. S-H-A-A-N. If you enjoy entertainment, you enjoy people arguing, you enjoy people getting on me about every little thing that I say on Twitter, uh, <laughs> then uh, definitely give me a follow uh, for all the best in, in Cardinal news and just uh, sports in general and you know any other thing that just happens to pop up that I find interesting. Um, of course, you can also check out my boy Joe Kelly at That Boy's Good, as well as uh, Haven Harrington at M-E Sports. I do expect to be joined um, by uh, Joe uh, in a little bit of of course, hour number two, uh, we will have Leanne Herring coming in to uh, help us out uh, with the picks for the week. So uh, you'll definitely want to stick in for that. Um, and I've been going back and forth. Of course, uh, last night uh, I was actually at the premiere of uh, Wakanda Forever uh, with Moments to Remember, a great uh, business partnering group uh, that I have worked with uh, for several years now. Um, they had the, the, the premiere for uh, uh, Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever. And uh, just as just I, I, we won't get into it, of course, because it just came out, but it is an excellent, excellent movie. So uh, if you get the opportunity to go out there and check that out, um, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very well done. Great storyline. Um, so uh, just make sure you uh, get out there uh, to theaters and check that out. Uh, I, <laughs> I would say text in your thoughts on that, but we can't read them on air because we don't want to talk about it and spoil it for everybody. Uh, so we will not spoil it. We will not uh, talk about it. But, man, hey, I'll tell you what. Some of them Marvel movies been a little – you know, iffy, that Thor was okay, Love and Thunder. But in my personal opinion, I thought they hit it out of the park with Black Panther. I thought they did a very good job of developing some new storylines, new characters. So uh, that was awesome. But um, I I've been going back and forth about what I wanted to get started with today um, just because there's two mo monumental stories to discuss um, and, and two monumental stories to talk about between Louisville basketball and Louisville football. But um, – I got to go with the basketball, y'all. Like, I I, <laughs> I know football has a big game today, and I know that Louisville has a great opportunity um, to do some things. And I, and I um, am very, very excited to see what Louisville does today. But, however, comma, um, this Louisville basketball team um, got their season started taking on uh, the Bellarmine Knights, Scotty Davenport, and all those great guys over there at Bellarmine um, on Wednesday night. 
I was in the building for the game. Um, Louisville coming off an exhibition season that was um, less than spectacular. Uh, we can say that. Losing to Lenore Ryan, uh, we, we, we discussed that um, what last Sunday, uh, or two Sundays ago, I guess, um, when, when they lost to Lenore Ryan. That was an ugly game. Uh, Louisville losing its first game to a Division II team in an exhibition for the first time since 1956. Um, came out. They did win against Chaminade in the last exhibition game of the season. Um, not the greatest of showings, but they got it done. They got the win. Ellis had to go 40 minutes to get that win. Um, so then the Cardinals came out, and everybody told me, Rashawn, relax, you know, just chill out. Just It's, it's, a, it's a long season. The season just started, and, you know, look at the team and look at the roster and blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, okay, well, we'll look. Bellarmine starts the official season, so I, I was told that the exhibitions don't matter and don't count. Um, so, okay, fine. I will wait, wait and see what happens when Louisville comes out there. But th- there were some things I needed to see. Louisville comes out um, to Bellarmine on Wednesday. Uh, they, they lose the game. And as I'm watching the game, I'm seeing a team, you know, Louisville came out of the block early, once again, shooting the ball extremely well. That's that's one thing I will say about this team. I did not expect for this Louisville team to be able to come out and shoot the ball as well as they have so far. Um, and, and I don't know if this is a sustainable model, but for right now, uh, they are shooting the ball exceptionally well. And then that is definitely a credit um, you know, that, that they can go out there and knock down some shots. But they came out shooting well. And then we basically have seen the same script play out that we've, we saw in the exhibition games where Louisville came out, uh, shot the ball well early. Uh, then the team kind of – the other team gets settled in, another much smaller, undermanned, undersized team. Uh, they start getting used to what Louisville's trying to get done on the offensive end. They find their groove uh, offensively themselves. Uh, and – Ultimately, it's a dogfight, and Bellarmine ended up going up about 10 points at halftime. Uh, Louisville did give a spirited effort uh, to get back into the game as things kind of went back and forth in the second half, Um, but ultimately uh, they did end up losing the game. And it was funny because at first I was like, well – I really love some of the things that I saw, and I really love the fact that Louisville was able to come back and get back into that game and the, the energy and spirit that they came and they played with at the end of the game. You know, Bellerman did end up with the one-point win, but it's like, well, but, you know, the guys gave a great effort. They played great defensively, um, you know, and, and man, if, if we can just do that, then, then it can be way better. Y'all, you know what I did when I did that just now? And I've heard that parroted a few times. That was giving a moral victory for losing to damn Bellarmine University at home. I absolutely refuse to do a moral victory for University of Louisville basketball playing Bellarmine, a team that's only been Division I for two years, at home. Absolutely not. Like, I I have heard it, and I did it myself. And I wanted to say I'm giving a – I see the glimmer of hope of what should be. 
But you know what? No. 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 There are bare minimum standards. When you talk about the University of Louisville Athletics, when you're talking about football, you're talking about a football program that has had some pretty good success. They've been to a couple of BCS games. They've had, you know, that they've at least had some up times. But this is Louisville basketball. Louisville basketball is a three-time national championship program with, what, 13 or 14 Final Fours and, you know, just countless achievements and, and, and things that, that you do. Louisville basketball, A, doesn't do moral victories and definitely does not do moral victories at home over former Division II teams with Scotty Davenport's worst team since he turned Division I, by the way. Like, this isn't even the team that won the A-Sun last year and won the A-Sun tournament. This is a team that was replacing three starters, their, their, their top three leading scorers, um, and basically a brand-new team much cl- more closely resembling his Division II teams. So pretty much Louisville played <laughs> two-and-a-half Division II teams, and they're one and two right now. I can't get down with that. And, and and I I know it's early. I know that Louisville is 0-1. I know that there are still 30 more games or so to play this year. But that's not good enough for the University of Louisville basketball. Like, like it's just not. And, and this is not to throw the players under the bus. This is not to throw the coaching staff under the bus. This is to throw everybody over there under the bus. The University of Louisville – basketball program has a very proud tradition and very high expectations. And those expectations are backed up by the fact that the university charges a whole lot for their seats, for their season tickets. And there's a lot of passion and, and, and interest that goes into that. So a lot of money is flowing into that program. And frankly, for what I need to see a product that is worth the money that's paid to do it. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that there can't be time, there can't be patience given, but at the end of the day, patience does not mean you go out there and you embarrass yourself and have Bellerman coming into the Yum Center throwing L's down. And I heard people getting upset about it and fussing about them throwing L's down. Don't get mad because Bellerman threw L's down. They had every right to throw L's down. They have every right to say they're the best team in the city of Louisville. You know why? Because they won the game. You know why? Because our team was not significantly prepared enough and did not execute well enough to keep it from happening. You don't want them throwing L's down, win the game. It's the same conversation we had with Scott Satterfield getting upset and going to talk to Mark Stoops about their players throwing the L's down. You know what? If you don't want them throwing the L's down, win the game. I don't want to hear that. I don't have any problem with the L's down because you know what? To the victor goes the spoils. What you have to do is step your game up. What you have to do is go out there and shut them up. If you can't shut up Bellarmine University at home, that's on you. That's a you problem. I don't have any idea what's going to happen this season. I am not trying to predict that things aren't right. I've had people sending me messages on Twitter saying, you think we should move on from Kenny Payne? Absolutely not. KP is the coach. I'm excited he's the coach. I'm excited about the fact that Louisville has their first African-American head coach. I'm excited that they brought back uh, a, a member of the 1986 National Championship team to lead this program. I'm excited for Nolan Smith. I'm excited for Danny Manning and everybody else. But 
even though I'm excited for all the, the watershed moments that are happening at the University of Louisville, I am also here to let them know that ain't good enough. I've heard some people saying, oh, well, you know, if Kenny wanted to win the game, he could just throw it inside and win the game, but that's not going to fit their ultimate goal. You know what? It should be. Because when you have college basketball's consciousness all around the country laughing at Louisville saying, wow, look how terrible this is. Jeff Goodman on Twitter, wow, I don't know why Louisville didn't more the, do more in the transfer portal. Wow, I don't know what's going on with them. Everybody is laughing at the University of Louisville right now. Some may be okay with that. Some that, you know, want to support the team regardless of anything that happens, yes or no, maybe you don't care. But I, for one, am a very passionate, very devoted, and um, just bathed in the red and black since the day I was born type of Louisville fan. I don't want to get embarrassed. And there's a lot of people that are upset, even the ones that, are supporting it, are supporting it while also kind of in the back of their mind saying, yeah, we got to get this together. Just Let's just hurry up and get together. But you know what? I don't have to be quiet. I don't have to blindly say that everything is okay and say that nothing matters and just say, oh, well, these kids are doing – no, not against Division II teams, not against low-major teams, not against mid-major teams. Wright State's coming here today, and I have no idea if Louisville can beat Wright State at home. Where have we gone? As Louisville fans, Louisville basketball fans, it was like we're supposed to be able to name the number, 20, 30, 40. What we doing tonight? We heard they had a pretty good year last year in that little mid-major league. Guess what? Not in here. Not today. I don't want to hear baby steps. I don't want to hear they don't have enough talent. If you don't have talent enough to beat a low-major team or a Division II team, a, that's a lie. There's six five, four stars, a five former five-star on this team. There's enough talent on this team to where you don't lose that game. Yeah, maybe the, the roster construction was horrible and pitiful, and Louisville doesn't have nearly enough ball handlers, but you should still be able to strategize a game plan to where you don't go out there and embarrass yourself. I mean, just get it done. I'm still seeing the same actions. I'm still seeing our big men catching the ball 18, 20 feet from the basket, having to back down power dribble five and six times. That's why, that's why you know, people want to know what's wrong with Sidney Curry. Sidney Curry is not getting the touches where he needs to be getting the touches. Part of that's on Sidney because Sidney, I didn't see him fighting. The guy that he was starting against weighed 200 pounds. Sidney's 275. You got to go down there and post stronger. You got to hold your position. Same thing for Brandon Huntley Hatfield. Same thing for Jalen Withers. Go down there and post strong. You should not allow a 200 pound player to push your big 250 pound butt out of there. Post up strong. Get physical. Stop fading away. Dunk on somebody. I was very proud of Big Rose. At least he dunked on somebody. Play with physicality. Play with attitude. That's all I want to see. I'm very proud of my university. I love the University of Louisville. I want to see you do well. I want to see you win. That means come out and respect yourself and respect that jersey. Playing that soft, playing that apathetic, that's not good enough. It's not. 
That's all I want to see is you play hard. You play physical. You play strong. Defensively, quit letting guys just run into the lane. Bellerman was able to get anywhere they wanted without very little resistance until the last three or four minutes of the game. I need to see more physicality defensively. I need to see better screens set on offense so guys can actually use screens and get somewhere with them. Just be more physical. Bully people. That's what you do against small teams. You bully them. I don't want to hear, oh, they could win, but they're working on stuff. Damn that. Win the game. Be physical. This team is going to win because of defense, physicality, rebounding, toughness. It's going to be ugly. Hey, if they keep shooting the way that they are, that's found money. I didn't expect that. Mike James looks outstanding shooting the ball. Jalen Withers looks outstanding shooting the ball. As well as his first step uh, going off the dribble, he looks great. Those two guys along with L. Ellis look great offensively. But you need more than that, and it's not just about offense. It's about getting physical and nasty in the paint. If you're going to do anything this year, it's going to be because of your physicality and their nastiness, and right now they look soft. They look like they don't like contact. It looks like they don't want to mix it up. They don't want to get grimy. They should be killing the offensive rebound, second chance points, over and over and over again. Louisville's been outscored in the paint every game this year. Every game this year, Louisville's been outscored in the paint. That is embarrassing. For a team that is this big and this strong, you're starting a big team, so you think, okay, well, maybe they don't have the ball handling. That's fine. They don't have as many ball handlers, and, you know, Ellis is having to play 40 minutes every night, which I don't think is a sustainable model, but that's where we are. But the things you can control, the backboards, rebounding, getting in there, knocking some people out of the way, grabbing the boards, not allowing teams to get offensive rebounds, not allowing people to get in the paint, those are things you can control. I don't think that's asking for too much, y'all. Like, I don't. And, and, and I'm sorry if people say that I'm mean. That, like, like I said, they can say I'm hating, and I am who you say I am. If it wasn't, then why would you say I am? I guess I am. But I know that Louisville is better than that, and I know that these guys out there are better than that. I know these guys are good enough to get it done. I full-heartedly, uh, wholeheartedly believe in L. Ellis, Sidney Curry, Brandon Hunley Hatfield, Jalen Withers, Mike James, J.J. Trainer, Rose Wheeler. I believe that you guys have the ability to get it done. I believe that you have the, 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 the ability to do everything. But one thing I'm not going to do, I am not going to do moral victories for losing at home to Bellarmine. Absolutely not. I don't want to hear, yeah, they almost came back. I don't care. You should have never been in that position. You should have never been in that position. Because we are better than that. If you accept less, then don't be upset when you get less. And there is a bare minimum standard for Louisville basketball that exists, should exist, and will continue to exist. I'm not going to harp on it. I'm not going to talk about it all day. But it is what it is. Do better. Expect better. Be better. I'm just saying. Let's go ahead and hit this first break. When we come back, I feel like I got that off my chest. 
So now that I've got that off my chest, we can get on to the rest of the sports day. Uh, we may still have some basketball nuggets or some X's and O's, but like that first thing was just about heart, man. Show heart. Show that Louisville heart. Show that 502 heart. Respect yourself. Respect that jersey. Respect these fans. Do that. All right. Hey, this is Rashawn Myers. Wake up 502. Big X Sports Radio. It's going down. 96.1 FM. Stay tuned to us. We have so much to get into. You can also get involved if you want to talk about anything that you heard. 502-414-1450. Give us a call in. The Wake Up 502 buzz line. Uh, 502-384-1450. We'll be back. I'm so sick and tired of being admired that I wish that I would just die or get fired and drop from my label and stop with the fables. I'm not. Welcome back. Welcome back to Wake Up 502. What's going down here? Big X Sports Radio here in Louisville. A very snowy, ugly, ugly uh, Saturday morning here in the Ville. Make sure you guys are careful out there. If you have to go driving around the city, it is slushy. It is uh, rainy. It is wet. You got sleet. You got snow. You got hail. You got everything going on out there. I've seen multiple accidents, so just make sure you guys um, are being careful out there. Um, we do, uh, of course, if you want to get involved uh, on the uh, Wake Up 502, uh, Buzz Line 384-1450 uh, is the best way to get involved. Uh, let me go ahead because I believe we actually have someone on with this uh, right now. It might be Joe. Hold on. Let's check this out. Uh, caller, what's your name? What's your comment? Yeah, you on with this call? Can you hear me? Oh, hold on. Let me, let me get you. There we go. Here we go. Call How me. are you, brother? Hey, what's going on, Wayne? How you doing? Sorry, I had, I had you muted, brother. My bad. <laughs> oh, I'm just, the question is how you have you had your blood pressure medicine this morning? <laughs> no, nah, hey, hey, I I had my oatmeal this morning, man, to keep my my, my levels regulated. So I, I'm doing all right, Wayne. This this morning, Wayne, I'm I'm good. Okay, you, you, you 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 know I got to call call you when when you when you get to rent like that. Now, you, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know what we do. <laughs> hey, Wayne, you know, hey, hey, yeah, yeah, I appreciate that because sometimes I do need my get back coach because <laughs> I will Absolutely. run, I will you know, run all the way on know, the field. Yeah, you know, we go back a long way. You, you know, you, you, you know, you're my, you, you know, you're my boy, man. I said I can't have you out there clowning like that. <laughs> I, 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 I can. I can feel you getting it off your chest. I had, I had to, man. I, I, Wayne, I, I went back and forth because it's such a big football game today. I was like, I, I want to talk about the football game, but I could not let what I heard. I can't, I can't do moral victories losing to to Bellman, Wayne. I, I can, and, and I can't do it. <laughs> you should, and and I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. And I, I, I watched it, and I'm, I'm, and like I told a buddy, man, 
I, I got a buddy, man. Did, did you think you something, man? This 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 man is crazy. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he's blowing all kind of cash. I'm saying, I'm saying, like, man, why are you doing that, man? I said, and he working for it. I said, you going to work the next day, ain't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, he, I, I, exactly. I said, I said, I said, look, you don't make no plays. You don't shoot no free th- throws. You don't, you don't, you don't guard nobody. I said, look at it that way. We want them to win every game. They should not have lost to Bellarmine. However, I will. Put a caveat on caveat yes, on that. Yes, sir. Bellarmine, the way they play, you and that that offense they play, you cannot replicate that. I don't care. It, it, it gives anybody hell that plays them going to catch hell. They might not, they, and they may or may not beat them. But Bellarmine, I give them credit. They earned the victory. They deserved it, and, and and we move on. And like I told my buddy, I said they got thirty more games, and I I can't I, I don't use three games as a Michael. Microcosm of the uh, of the season. Yes, sir. And we'll just have to see what happens. We have to see what happens. I, I, you know, in each game, I've seen I've seen some I've seen some improvements. I've seen some good things. They have but, played better and, and, each of the three games. I I will agree with that. Yeah. At the end of the day, they are a whip. And 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 I'm sure you know what that means. Whip means a work in progress. Yes, sir. That's what they are. That's what they are. And I'm I, I'm not. And and I you know and I hear our our, our friends, uh, uh, what is it, uh, brother from another mother? They <laughs> they clown, they are clowning. I'm saying, why are y'all tripping? But <laughs> but but we but we know, but we you and I and, and all of us we know what we know what the real deal is. Absolutely. Now, we, Wayne, we, now, now let we, me ask you something, Wayne, because like when, uh, when I look at what's going on with this team, all right, like to me when, when I hear like I don't want to hear about not having enough talent. Again, when you're playing against Division II teams. Like, Louisville has well enough talent, well enough size, well enough everything to beat the teams that they've played so far. You shouldn't be one and two. You shouldn't have a losing record versus this type of competition. Now, I understand that we may not have enough talent to be at the top of the ACC. When you talk about North Carolina, uh, you know, Notre Dame, Virginia, uh, Duke, those type of teams. But – that, right. that that talent and depth conversation and ball handling conversation was supposed to be reserved for the top half of the ACC, not playing low major and Division two teams. A- am I wrong by saying that? No, you're absolutely right. But 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 here's the thing. Here's the here's the thing. And 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 you you follow it just like I do. Yes, sir. Everybody's got talent, and on any given day, anybody can get beat. Yes, sir. Anybody. Yes, sir. And, and that that's just, that's just the fact of the matter. But like I said. One thing about it, we ain't, I ain't throwing in the town. Neither are you. No, no, we'll not at all. See, we'll just have to see what happens because we have. To, it's like my dad used to say. My, my father was a deacon. My mother was a deaconess. We're DK kids. Yes. We 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 we, we have to live to pray another day. Yes. <laughs> so, Absolutely. We can't. We just. We can't just all throw it out there like that. Oh yeah, and, 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 and I agree with you. It's one of those things where it's def- you're not definitely not throwing in the towel. But I don't think there's any any anything wrong with coming out and saying we're not throwing in the towel. We're not quitting on you. But I'm also okay telling you this ain't good enough, and oh, I absolutely. expect it to not, be not, better, you know, than what I'm saying absolutely. out there. And it's not the standard that, that we're uh, we're accustomed to. But there's one thing though that has to be fixed. Yes. And that's the big E. Execution. Yes. Yes. That that that's paramount. I, agree. I don't care what your talent level is, you have to execute. And and I'll say this and I will say this about uh Bellman in, in, 
you know, they execute. Yes, sir. And and the, and the other thing was they they uh they punished us. If you're not in the right spot, they're gonna backdoor you all day long. But what's crazy, Wayne? That, that 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 Bellamy team was more physical than us. They played more physical Absolutely. defense than we did. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's exactly you you saw it. And, yeah. and I'm saying like it, 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 with the talent is on the team, there's no reason and no excuse for that. No. But the thing about it, you 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 take it and and each time you get deep, when you look at the film, yes. you can't say why, you know why. Yes, <laughs> you yes, know absolutely. So, I, in, I mean, yeah, so I, I think what happened that last five minutes, because I give them credit, they were down 10, dead in the water with five minutes to go. And they, they made right. that big push at the end. They started dominating on the backboards. They started being physical. Bellerman couldn't get a good shot off. I need that to be the base minimum execution level exactly. and effort level for the every rest of the year. Game, yeah. You got to bring it every night. You, you just, That's what you do. Absolutely. And, and it's like, like when I played them, like, look, I – I, I played I played football, basketball, ran track, and Shawnee, yes, and sir. I played baseball for my, my church team, Greater Salem. And my father, I didn't like baseball, but my father was a base, hell of a baseball man. He told me, he said, I know you can play the game until you make up in your mind that you want to play. You're going to sit right down here beside me. <laughs> it's yeah. just that simple. Yeah. And, 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 and then when I made it my man, you, you know Ronnie King, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Played for Starford Central. He was a hell of a pitcher. Yes, sir. And I, I'll never forget. Me and, him, me, and, me and him still laugh about it today. It's a field down in Shawnee Park called Duffy. That's the, that's the, the the big field. The fence round. That's where all the main games. Are. Okay. And me and him laugh. Right, he, he was a hell of a pitcher. And I knocked the whole run, knocked it out of Duffy. Uh, me, me and him still laugh about it today. <laughs> I said, I said, I told you I was gonna get you, didn't I? He said, Yeah, you did. And, 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 and so we laugh about that. But but Sean, I ain't gonna take it no more, take no more of your time, man. But you know me. No. I, I when I when I hear you going off, I got to call in. Hey, to hey Wayne, I got you know it, you man. know I gotta speak my mind, Wayne. That's what I do, man. It's, I, know it's, it's, do. I know it's what y'all expect from me, so I you know I gotta be me, man. Absolutely. <laughs> if, if, if you don't bring it like that, I'm gonna be mad. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate it, brother. <laughs> but you know I love you, man. You know you're my main man, and you enjoy the rest of the day. But I gotta tell you before I let you go. Did you order this snow? But they said it was going to have snow. But I know, I, but that's, man. Oh, wow. I've been I've been driving around the city for for about the last two hours. It's crazy out there, man. That's why I'm saying, man. Everybody, be careful because that snow that came out of nowhere. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, you go on and enjoy the rest of your day, I man. I appreciate it, brother. And you know, you know, you know, I'll holler at you, man. And and, and when Haven and Joe come, I, oh, hey, way before I get you out of here though, who, what's Louisville going to do? Football? They they going to get this win today? It's time. They're going to get the win today. Because okay. I I don't look at Clemson four times. They don't show me nothing, man. <laughs> and and, and the, the, the key to the game is this. That defense has to continue with it. Keep yeah. that pressure. Yeah. That pressure is awesome, man. Pressure bust and, and they, I, they, they, and they can they can stop the run. Yeah. If they do that, the victory is theirs. Because it's time. I like it. You know, man. you can't keep, keep losing the team after that. And, and, and we be losing. Now, 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 we'll say this. Yes, sir. One thing we got to watch, and you see it too. Now you know they ain't gonna, they ain't gonna, they ain't gonna, they ain't gonna woke Clemson to lose, and they 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 they. Oh, you already know. You, you, <laughs> you, you know what them zebras is about to do. You know what them zebras about to do, Wayne. <laughs> Absolutely, and, and, and that makes me. I'm gonna tell you this, and I'm gonna let you because I go back to the time when Lamar was there, when Bowyer choked him, and the referee looking right at him and didn't call nothing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You got to, you, you know it's it's like everybody said. 
If you see it, you got to call it. Oh, no, no, uh, their quarterbacks get away with more physicality as far as roughing up wide receivers and you know passing the front. Like, yeah, they they get away with a lot. That's but we, you got to take it out of their hands. That's all I know, Wayne. Absolutely. <laughs> don't don't even give them a chance. That's it. You do what you need to do. Like Diddy Crumb used to say, we're not worried about what they do. We worry about what we do. That's it. Yes, sir. And if you do what you do and you do the best you can do, either you win or you don't. But if you don't do what you need to do, then you're going to get beat. That's it. And you can't, you got you to look at yourself and be honest and say, I gave my maximum effort. If you can't say that, then you failed. You failed. I agree. But, Sean, you know, you, know, you know what I think about you, man. You know you're the best, man. You're my main man. <laughs> and I love you dearly, man. And I will check with you again hey, pre- on the next go man. I appreciate and it, you Wayne. be safe out there, man. <laughs> you, you be safe out there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank All you so right, much for the call, nice brother. All right. All right, Doc. Mm, bye-bye. <laughs> My man Wayne. Hey, I know Wayne. I knew Wayne was going to call at some point to get me together because he knows I get riled up and – you know, you'd be worried about my blood pressure. Don't worry, y'all. I have my oatmeal this morning. I got plenty more yelling left. <laughs> uh, we're going to go. Uh, that If you want to be next, 502-384-1450. Uh, cool Guy Don is, an, is one of those guys on Twitter that's always talking crazy. He told me he was going to call in this morning. So I'm waiting to see if I get that call from Don. I would absolutely be very entertained to hear what he has to say. Uh, but we're going to go back to the uh, Thornton's text line, 414-1450. Uh, texter says, Myers, you can't change this team overnight. No development last year. KP has to do this, uh, like, basic training. Build up from scratch, uh, going to be a marathon. I mean, I'm fine with building up, but once again, you shouldn't have to build up to beat the teams that you're talking about. You should be able to – there are certain things you should be able to do. You should dominate the backboards. The fact that Louisville's gotten beaten in the paint all three games is unexcusable. I don't even know when's the last time that happened, that Louisville lost points in the paint that many times in a row. I mean, it's, it's pathetic. It's pitiful. It's soft. It's not good enough. I think that you can build, break somebody down and also say, you know what, no one gets into my lane. No one is going to get anything in my lane, and I'm getting every rebound. I don't see guys hustling after backboards. I don't see guys hustling, uh, you know, going after loose balls. I don't see that. Okay, that's the first thing. If you're building down a team or breaking down a team to build them back up, the first thing you do, the first rule is, you know, nobody come in thine lane which means you control everything in the paint. And I haven't seen that paint be controlled. So while I understand absolutely you have to break them down and build them back up, there are certain non-negotiables that should be the, the, the bedrock and the hallmark of what you're trying to do, especially with a team that's built the way this Louisville team is. When you have you know all forwards and, and centers and one guard, you have to build from the inside out. So the first thing that you know that you should be able to control is what happens in that paint. And I have not seen that. Um, you know, and, and that's my biggest gripe uh, with that, uh, uh, Kevin. But I de- definitely appreciate the text in. Uh, another texter co- uh, uh, text in says, "Good morning, uh, wake up five oh two main event, aka the culture." He said, first, my brother, you preaching today?" He said, "I have three things for you. Number one, how in the hell is Brian Brown a hero now? His defense has sucked for four years, and now all of a sudden uh, he gets help from Satterfield, and now he's getting interviews and TV time." bring primetime home. All right, I'm going to say this about the Brian Brown thing. And I've said this before. I always felt that the Louisville defense got a bad rap. And and I always said that because I have seen the Louisville defense steadily improve over the last several seasons. But the biggest issue that I've had and the biggest gripe I've had is that I really and truly felt like Louisville's defense always started game strong but faded as the game went along. The biggest reason being Louisville's offense did not do well enough in terms of sustaining drives. 
in terms of ball control, in terms of being able to keep the defense fresh and off the field. Now, did they need to improve the defensive line? Absolutely. The first two years, the defensive line was absolutely garbage and trash. But last year, this year, I really felt like they stepped up the talent and stepped up the uh, the pressure that they were able to put on uh, people with the defensive line. But the problem last year um, and the first part of this year was the fact that Louisville's offense could not sustain drives. I really and truly believe when Brock Doman came in and had to play against Virginia, Scott Satterfield changed up a lot of the way he was calling the offense to, to make it more of a game management situation. You know, you don't have the Tyler Harrells that can go over the top. You don't have the Jordan Watkins that are the speed burners. You don't have the Tutu Atwells who can just be dynamic playmakers deep down the field. Um, and he finally decided to let's just go ahead and run plays to get first downs. Let's go ahead and move the ball. Let's go ahead, move the sticks, uh, do a little bit more ball control, and that way we can keep our defense fresh and then just take advantage when we can. And, and I think that he, that started with the Virginia game, and we've seen that type of game plan every game out since then, and I think it's done a tremendous deal uh, to help with the defense. Now, whether that was Scott Satterfield helping out on the defense, um, I personally think that the defense was already playing pretty well. I thought that they played very well against um, Boston College, even they lost, even though they lost that game. Defense gave Louisville three turnovers in the first half, and Louisville only got, I believe, ten points out of three turnovers. Um, that's on the offense. So I really and truly think that the defense always got too much of the blame just because I just did not think that complimentary football was being played. Um, and that was probably a bigger factor than a lot of people want to consider. Um, so I will just say that. But, you know, I, I'm glad to see Brian Brown. Brian Brown has been named uh, one of the top ten coordinators in college football the last two two or three weeks in a row. Um, so his defense is definitely getting a lot of credit. Um, you know, but I also think that he was getting way too much of the blame uh, for that. So I, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, he said question number two. Uh, or take number two. He says, was it me or did I see KP with a clipboard and drawing up a play? I thought uh, it was five passes and shoot. <laughs> Bring Rick home. <laughs> um, I, I was very proud of the, the play that Kenny Payne drew up at the end of the game. Now, would I have run that play for Kamari Lands? Um, probably not. I would have probably run that play for either L. Ellis or Mike James, who was absolutely on fire, just because I'm going to go with the hot hand. Mike, uh, excuse me, Kamari Lance was 0 for 6. I'm not running a game-winning play for a dude that's 0 for 6. The b biggest reason I like Mike James is because Mike James is going to attack the basket and get to the hole. Besides the fact that he's been shooting the ball well, he has been – he and L. Ellis are the only two guys that have shown the ability to attack and get all the way to the cup. And I think in a situation where you're down one, you need to be, be able to attack and either get fouled um, or get the bucket at the, at the lane. But you, you don't want to um, settle for a jump shot. Kamari Lance is 6'8". You know, he needs to go in there and try to dunk on somebody. You were wide open. If you drive the lane hard, they're either going to try to get out of the way so they don't foul you, or they're going to foul you and make you go to the free throw line and earn it, but then you got two shots uh, to tie the game. So I, I will say that. But I, I did like the play that KP drawed up. And like I said, I think that this team and this coaching staff has potential, but just because they have potential doesn't mean that I have to say that what you've done is good enough. It's not Louisville standard. It's not Louisville level. Do better. Be better. That's my only message today. 
Um, last point, he said, I just wanted to thank Haven uh, for his hard work uh, for, for Mr. Booker. Looking forward to 2024. Uh, yeah, yeah. Charles Booker, um, Haven Harrington, of course, was a, a big uh, help and assistant uh, with the Booker campaign. Uh, so, yeah, big shout out to them. Uh, you know, unfortunately, fell a little bit short, but uh, they did an awesome job and Haven did a wonderful job. Trust me, I know. Your brother's been running around here and there and everywhere uh, for the last several months. So, yeah, big shout out to them. But I definitely appreciate the text. If you want to be in next, uh, 502-414-1450, the Thornton's text line. Uh, I can read your thoughts as well. Um, uh, but, you know, I, I tell you what, the the, the last thing I, I will say about this Louisville basketball team, just in terms of X's and O's, because I spent a lot of time talking about the attitude portion of it, the respect portion of it. Uh, portion of it. Um, I, I do want to say some of the things that I think that, A, I liked and didn't like from an X's and O's standpoint. Um, offensively, the one thing that I have noticed is the team is starting their offensive sets, running running plays about three or four steps out further from the basket than I would like. It's almost like they have arranged to set up their offense as if they were playing on an NBA court with the NBA three-point line, um, if that makes sense. Like, I understand the thought of if you spread the team out and you spread your team out, you have wider gaps for running lanes to be able to take advantage of guys one-on-one. But with this um, personnel that Louisville has this year, I don't know if that necessarily helps because what ends up happening when you're, you know, three or four steps outside the three-point line and, you know, you have your big men setting up off the lane, I think that's one of the big reasons that uh, Sid Curry has struggled is because – you know, this offense is even for the post players is set up with an NBA style offense where you have a big that can post and has that agility so he can post face up, attack off the dribble, do things like that. It's not really Sidney Curry's game, um, you know, so I, I would say that. Uh, I would like to see Louisville maybe get their offensive sets run closer to the three-point line where the perimeter guys are basically on the line and your your big guys are posted up on the lane or right off the lane on the block. Um, I think that would great help, greatly help both Sid uh, and Rose uh, to be more effective. Um, but, you know, I, I think that one of the things is these guys got to quit getting pushed out. You can't get pushed out. You know, it, I don't like the fact that they're catching the ball at 15 feet out, but then when you're 15 feet out and – and you, then you let you know the, the post players, these little bitty guys, push you out an additional two or three feet. Now you're catching the ball at 19, 18, 20 feet out. That's just not going to work because you're having to, to dribble too many times. And what ultimately ends up happening is you, you power dribble two or three times. The help comes over. Now you've kicked it to the other side to another big forward that's you know not necessarily going to kill you off the dribble. And you're just kind of you're not getting anything out of that offense. So I'd like to see the offense be more productive uh, from that standpoint. Um, uh, one of the other things that I think would really really help this team, Louisville's got to find a way to get L. Ellis some minutes so a breather um they've got to find a way to get fabio basili um and hersey miller some time out there i don't know if you want to get five to one and five on the other and see who can do it but if you're worried about those two guys as well as devin ree um because i think devin ree because of his shooting ability or his reputation as a shooter could help i mean the shooting has been pretty good so far um but just for those three reserves they've got to see more time because right now they're not getting any time um I think that 
maybe Louisville, when those guys come in the game, can kind of hide those guys defensively? Because I really and truly feel that, especially with those three, and especially Fabio, who I think is the best pure ball handler besides L, um, I think that playing against that very difficult, uh, complex system that uh, Bellman runs, you're worried about those guys getting burned and lost on defense. Um, and, and I think that that is something that you can hide if maybe you run when those guys are in the game. Maybe you run more of a two-three zone. Uh, you know, run that. They, I know they ran a little bit of three-two. I think that that maybe is a better answer when those guys are out there. So that way you can spell L. You can get him some minutes uh, and kind of hide them on the uh, defensive end of the floor. Um, I, I think they they got to look at that. But L. Ellis can't play forty minutes every game, y'all. I, if he does, he's not gonna make it very long. Um, got got another text into the uh, Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Um, he says, I don't understand how KP didn't see uh, we, we didn't need guards coaching them every day. Even when we had lower tier transfers, they would help, especially when all the summer – uh, uh, when all summer fans were saying that we need guards, and now it's biting them, and uh, you have to play forty minutes, uh, play L forty minutes, uh, SMH. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I mean that that's one of the biggest things that you know I, I really and truly felt. People say that I, I've heard the excuse of, well, why is a guard going to want to come here? Um, you know, if Louisville's not going to go to the tournament, okay. I understand for the most elite of the elite guards, but, you know, even a Quan Four. Quan Four was a kid that was at, at Dayton, okay? He was just looking to move up a level. Not every kid is going to make every decision in terms of a transfer based on, uh, you know, are you going to go to the tournament or not? Some kids are just trying to get to a higher level so they can get more eyeballs on them uh, to prove that they can play at that level. Okay, so while I understand that, yes, maybe for your Malachi Smiths, maybe for your Tyrese Hunters, uh, you know, maybe for guys like that, you're not going to Sky Clark, of course, who was a decommit from UK, then up at Illinois. Maybe for those guys, Louisville doesn't get those guys because they don't know if they're going to go to the tournament. But there's a lot of mid-level transfers. Guys like Kristen Cunningham. Uh, you know, who who could have come into this program. Those types of players, um, Fresh Kimballs, um, those mid-level transfers that weren't at great schools, but the opportunity to play in the ACC, there's plenty of mid-major guards that would have loved to come to Louisville just to get the opportunity to play in the ACC. That's why I said about Dylan Penn, the point guard, the 6'4 point guard that was at um, Bellarmine last year that transferred to Vermont. Do you think that Bill and P- uh, Dylan Penn would have turned down an opportunity to go from playing at Bellarmine to playing in the ACC at UofL if Louisville would have offered him a scholarship? Absolutely not. And those types of players and those types of guys are guys that definitely could have helped. And I just really feel, and this was something that I said, Kenny Payne made a mistake. He overestimated his ability to get these top transfers to come in, and he got burned for it. And then you were basically, you know, floundering at the end trying to find something and you end up with Fabio Basile. And I think Fabio is a kid that, you know, with a weight, tra- uh, weight training program and eating a whole lot of food, <laughs> he could be a guy who can help. Later on, you know, I don't know if he'll be able to help much at all this year, but he's going to have to just because you simply don't have the reserves. But, you know, I, I that whole conversation, there was 500 plus kids in the transfer portal. Do you think all 500 kids weren't going to come to Louisville because they were worried about the NCAA tournament? Hell, half those kids probably, well, no, more than half of those kids transferred to lower level schools that were going to have to win their conference tournament to get to a, a NCAA tournament anyway. There's plenty of guys that Louisville could have gotten. They just didn't go after those type of kids until it was too late. 
And, and, and you know, that that was the problem. That was an error. That was a mistake. And, and you know, there was one of those things. When, when I talked about that, everybody said I was hating, and KP knew what he was doing. You know, I mean, but you know what? Kenny Payne is a first-year head coach. He's a guy who's still learning the ropes. Um, and it's okay to make mistakes. You know, the biggest thing is that you hope you learn from them. That way you don't repeat those mistakes again. Um, but that's something that we won't see until, um, you know, the end of this uh, this year. So we'll have to see what happens uh, coming up next year. But Louisville basketball has a lot. Uh, you know, they still have a lot they can accomplish. They still have a lot they can do. But they have to get a lot better. And I think that's the, the moral of this first hour is, you know what, it's not good enough, y'all. You have potential. You have ability. Everybody believes in you. Everybody loves you. But it's not good enough. It's not good enough. Hey, you are listening to Wake Up 502. Rashawn Myers uh, will be back here for hour number two. We still have uh, Leanne Herring come up as well. Uh, but we will be back. And, hey, Louisville can't keep running away. Classics, wake up <laughs> and welcome back to Wake Up 502. A little notorious B.I.G. That's one of them deep cuts right there. Being joined on the line by the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Joe Kelly. Joe, how you doing this morning, brother? Ah, uh, man, I got no complaints. I, I loved it. Sorry that I that I missed out on the first hour, but I do love hearing uh, coming into the second hour with some with some Biggie and playing player hater, man. Like that is yes, yes. <laughs> that's a classic, man. Yes. I was like, you know what, God, sometimes you know I got to keep the people on their toes, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everybody called me a player hater, so you know. <laughs> And so, and other people's playing hating on me. So one one way or the other, there's haters out there. Apparently, <laughs> oh man, man, yeah. But Joe, Joe, trust me, you you probably saved yourself by uh, not having to listen to me rant uh, about Louisville basketball for the last hour. You probably saved yourself because you know I, I had. Uh, I mean, I figured I, I figured it'd be good to give you give you <laughs> some, some just let let let's have, let's let Rashad. What did I say? All I need is one mic. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let, let, let's let this man have his personal therapy. Yeah, I and, needed uh, that. And then I'll come in on hour two, and, and, and we'll, we'll try to cheer things up a little bit. Uh, I appreciate that. And, and and speaking of cheering things up, we do have a, a caller into the Wake Up 502 buzz line, 384-1450. Uh, we got Jay Has joining this morning. Jay, how you doing, sir? Good morning, sir. How you doing? Man, I got my snow boots, hat, and everything <laughs> on. Got them galoshes <laughs> on, boy. <laughs> got, got my, it's Tim season, y'all. Yeah, man, quick, wasn't it? Yeah. I got these Tims <laughs> on. She's playing. It's snowing out. Man, <laughs> I promise. I watched, Jay, it, what, I watched you? my little 
Oh, go ahead. I walked uh, to my little corner in Bodega, Jay, and I, and I was like, man, I got to turn around and go put the Tim's on. Put the Tim's on. I promise. Jay, so what, what you got for me this morning, sir? Man, uh, first of all, I want to say thank you for your service, sir. I appreciate it, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it. Marine, man, ain't that a word? That's all about a Marine. Ain't that something? Thank you for your service, man. Hoorah! Thank, thank you for you know serving, protecting my country. Listen, man, let's let's let, let's get. I just want to get into the meat for about a minute or two, man. And I, I know you done dashed on it, you know, last hour talking about Universal Basketball Program. I had had the opportunities to uh, watch some of the elite college basketball programs. Last night on ESPN on on different types of uh, television sources, but yes, sir, man, they look good. They, I mean, dude, I mean, you uh, Gonzaga, Michigan State, I mean, Michigan, Eastern Michigan. I mean, I'm, I was watching all these teams, man. And man, uh, Amani everybody Bates got has been the Amani Bates looks like a monster, y'all. <laughs> 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 he, you think we could have used him I, in the NIL? Apparently not. <laughs> apparently not. Apparently we didn't need him, money. <laughs> but I, I, you know, he's killing it. I, I can't hate, man. He Good is a my. monster right now. Good my, I'm, I'm watching these teams like, man, where is? And no, Lord was nowhere in in, in sight on of these teams. It, it, it just don't make sense, man. And I'm so sick of it, man. I, I've been real quiet in that press conference, not saying a word. But today, I got to say something today to, to Prop 48. Because <laughs> it doesn't make sense. You got Milk Wagner sitting on that sideline. You got Reese Gaines. You got Danny Manning, the McDonald's All-American, NBA, All, NBA All-Star. And you have Nolan Smith. If you can't get fired up and learn some things from these coaches, man, I don't know what's wrong with this picture. Hey, just an FYI, Jay, he, uh, uh, Eastern Michigan was leading number 22 Michigan at the half. They did end up losing uh, 83-88, but Imani Bates, 30 points, five rebounds, yes, went Good 12 God. of 19 from the field and 3 of 6 from three. <laughs> what, what the you hell was Penny Hardaway doing last year? <laughs> hey, hey, Joe, I tell you this much, buddy. Hey, hey, hey man, this is, this, is, this is serious, man. This is serious. Don't lose today. <laughs> I'm going to eat me two big fat peanut butter sandwiches in the press conference. Yeah. And yeah. Rashawn, you know how thick that bread is I in that know, press conference. I know. Yeah. They got that Texas toast down there for the media, the, 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 you know, the food before the, uh, you know, before the uh, games. So, yeah, well. Hey, you know, you, you know my luck every damn time I went to a media, any any function, anytime I go, they're always serving barbecue. And I'm like, no, I make my <laughs> own. Can I get a break? Never fails. If I walk into the Yum Center with a media credential on, I'll smell pulled pork. <laughs> hey, man. I'm, Rashawn, yes, sir. don't let Wright State come in and, and win this game hey, today. I'm going to tell you what, man. Wright State uh, is a good team. Uh, and I tell you what, that App State team, the team that Louisville plays next Tuesday, App State is a very uh-huh. good basketball team. Yeah, so, they are. Louisville's got two very difficult games upcoming, and both of those teams are better than Bellarmine. So, like, they're going to have to continue. Like, they're going to have to get better than they were against Bellarmine um, to be able to win these games the next two games out. 
I, I'm just telling you right now. I, I really like that App State. I didn't realize how good they were, but watching them play against uh, North Carolina Central um, on Thursday night, yeah. they're a very good team. They're a very yes, good team. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Well, uh, uh, Rashawn and Joe, buddy, it's, it's going to be a, a, a sports weekend. Yeah. You got the Ravens off. They got a day off. Lamar got a day off. Yeah, I can and see. You got Louisville football, and you got Louisville football rolls into Clemson. What, what, wow. What's, what's Louisville football going to do, Jay? Uh, did, did, you got any uh, predictions on that? They're going to lose. You don't think Louisville? Kind of hard to win. It's kind of hard to win that that Tigerville. Yeah, they they haven't lost at home since 2016. Ah. Uh. My God, Man, Lord, screw that. We're going into wannabe Death Valley and taking cookies today, y'all. Think so? Oh, I like that. <laughs> We're going to see. I'm just going to say it, man. It's, uh, like, here, here, here's the thing about that I'll say about, and then we can get back on the basketball, but I will say this about Satterfield. If he can just get to October, like, I, like I've been joking, man, the, the man is Michael Myers. You can't kill him in October. Yeah. And that's when he gets his swagger. That's when he gets his mojo. That's when he gets his groove. Yeah. The, if Clemson is suspect, very, very much so. If there was ever a year for U of L to get them this, at home, this is the year. it's right now. It's right now. If it doesn't happen this year, then I will. I'll be happy just you know admitting the fact that we're never going to beat them. I, at Clemson, I, I we might get them. We might get them. We might get them at our house. <laughs> Jay, you got anything DJ? else for us? Man, I tell you one thing, man. I got my binoculars on today. <laughs> right. I, I, know, I know I'll see you down there. I'll probably catch you at the Yum Center. You'll probably beat me there and probably have uh, already be uh, on your second peanut butter jelly sandwich by the time I get there. <laughs> yeah, so I had to go have some milk. I already know. <laughs> hey, I appreciate the blow up that press conference. <laughs> you yeah, crazy. Bro. All right, brother. <laughs> Oh, boy, Jay's hilarious, man. He's the only dude. It was so funny because, you know, they have um, – Center Plate does all the food for, for the Louisville events. And the little guy that sits down there that gets all the food prepared. We were down there before the game last time out, and Jay saw the guy walk through. He's like, hey. And you know how Jay is. Jay, Jay just keeps it real. He's like, hey, man, where that peanut butter and jelly at? He said, what? He said, where the peanut butter and jelly at? He said, you know what? I put that peanut butter and jelly out every game. And don't nobody ever want that peanut butter jelly. You said, you want that peanut butter jelly? He said, yeah. He said, you're literally the only person that ever eats a peanut butter jelly sandwich. I was like, I I've never even considered going. They got all this good food. We had uh, beef tips and, and rice and Brussels sprouts, all kind of good stuff last game. Jay, Jay wanted a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> it's hilarious. Jay's a man of the people. Yes. Jay's a man of the people. Yes, yes he Look, is. Man. Yeah, he ain't, the man ain't too proud to beg. <laughs> and... and Ain't no hill for a stepper. Right. He's, you know, you know he's, he's <laughs> legitimately, he does, he is the people's champ because he does what the people cannot. Oh, he's and, hilarious. And man. sometimes the man, the man just needs a little, little PBJ. Oh, yeah, hey, I feel it. I, like it's just, it's just funny. I was like, man, where'd you even get? That? I didn't even realize they had. I've been coming to Louisville games. I've been covering U of L since like 2006. <laughs> I never even realized they had peanut butter and jelly over there at the basketball games. Like I never, I never realized it. But I had, yeah, I had no idea either. But I mean, 
<laughs> that's hilarious, man. Like, like that—that that was the funniest thing to me. Like that, that of everything that happened, even though I was mad we lost to Bellman, that had me laughing all night. That peanut butter and jelly sandwich story—that's hilarious. Uh, we gonna go back to the Thorns text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Uh, Texas says uh, you guys are ignoring when KP was hired and putting a staff together. Um, what? I don't know. What does that mean? I don't know. I'm trying to think of what that uh, what what I was ignoring. I, I think the only thing that I could say is when KP was putting his staff together, the, the one complaint I had um, was because he went out there and, of course, he got Nolan Smith, which I thought was a great hire. I thought Danny Manning was a home run hire. I think where we got into a problem was that he decided to go with Josh Jameson for the last uh, coaching spot. I was hoping that he would have gone out and gotten maybe a veteran type, kind of like how um, uh, Juwan Howard went out and got Phil Martelli, uh, the former uh, St. Mm-hmm. Joe's coach. Um, like, yeah. I I would have liked to see him go out and get a veteran X's and O's guy. Like, if he would have brought Tubby Smith on for his last assistant. Oh, God. You know what I mean? Oh God! <laughs> like that yeah. would have been awesome. How, yeah. how, how awesome would that have been? You know, like that. Like I think he needed to do something like that to kind of get a veteran X's and O's guy to kind of help him. Um, because I really think that's been one of the reasons that Jawan Howard's been so successful at Michigan is because he was able to kind of utilize Martelli's experience and and his just uh, veteran coaching uh, acumen to kind of help him along. Um, so I, I will I say that was a miss right there. I absolutely agree with that, but I will say this in Kenny's defense. Dino. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes sometimes you bring in that wily veteran. Only know, at that, Louisville that, 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 do you have an assistant that coach. Old that... grizzled. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. You know what I mean? So so I, look, man, I I have not been very vocal about you and I have th- this is this is for the listeners, you know, I mean, Rashawn, you and I, you know what I've said in text conversations during the off season. Yes, sir. And now for the listeners, y'all can hear it because Rashawn's been more vocal than I have. I said I'm going to sit this one out because I thought Chris Mack was a home run. I thought that was going to be our coach for 20 years. Didn't work, so I'm sitting this coaching cycle out. Meaning, I'm not going to sit here and tell people what they need or what U of L should or should not do. Because I swung and missed on the last one, I'm gonna let Ken, I'm gonna let this play out, and I'm gonna see what Kenny does. Man, there are a lot of things for concern, and I just I'm a little frustrated with where the fan base is because I I feel like you can support the coach, but still be critical. Absolutely, I, I don't I don't think the two things are mutually exclusive, but our fan base seems to believe like they are. Not not. Hold up, let me let me back that up. Not the entire fan base, but a strong portion of it that are rabid, avid fans. I love these people. They're Kenny Painter or bust, you know, and and they are really of the belief that if you say anything other than giving time, letting right this ship, that you're a hater, and. I just think it's a damn shame that that's where we are as a fan base. We should have more pride than that. Yes, you should absolutely support the coach, respect the coach, buy into what he's doing, but have some damn standards, man. We are Louisville basketball. This ain't a rebuild. 
this should have been a reload. Yeah. You know, there, there's no quote that, that John L. Smith said when uh, when Chris Redman graduated. Dave Ragone was going to be the quarterback. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. He said, he said, ain't no thing. Same gun, different trigger. Yeah. That's the way UofL basketball should operate. Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially in, in this, in, with the one-time transfer, you don't have, you no longer with have the, transfers. The NIL, NIL. one-time, yes. Yeah. Like, it, it should, yes. It, I, I agree with you. No, I, I totally it, agree with you. Uh, Texas, a roster can get flipped in a season. Absolutely. Um. And expectations can be changed in an offseason. Well, I say I, I really and I just, truly believe that Kenny Payne's offseason, he failed his first offseason. Like, I, I, honestly, like, I, I thought he was, it was yeah. home, the coaching staff, I thought was home. I run. wouldn't say he failed. I wouldn't say he failed because, because he did hit a home run with the, with the coaching staff. Well, that, that's what I was going to say. The home, the home, the coaching staff was, were, were home run hires, in my personal opinion. Outside of, I was questionable on the third assistant, but home run in terms of the total staff. Um, the guys that he has in there, Justin Perez, um, I thought. Thought was a home run hire as as a as a director of operations. Like everything that they did from a management standpoint, once they got everybody in there, was a home run. But I'm speaking of as far as ra- roster management and prepping the team, getting everything you needed. That was a failure. Like I, I would give that a D minus F in terms of getting prepared because yeah. I it just I, I don't know if he just didn't realize some of the deficiencies that he had or uh, what. But it, it was you know th- that was a failure. Uh, in terms of, of what you could have done, yeah, if you add in a couple of competent pieces, I think things look a lot better. Personally, I I, I don't want to put words in any coach's mouth, and I I don't like making hypotheticals or or anything other than you know basing an opinion off what was said. Yes, but I honestly God think he thought that our backcourt was better than than what that roster is. I think that's why I, 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 it, those are the learning curves that we're just going to have to go through with him as a first-time coach. I, I don't think he understood how depleted the, the backcourt was. That's the only excuse I have for, for why we didn't take it. We didn't score one grad transfer. Sorry about that, Joe. Had a, had, I believe you have a special guest that is calling in who's uh, going to be joining us. I, I, I was uh, answering the uh, the phone, so uh, let's go ahead uh, and, and have your guest come on in. Uh, uh, so, guest, go ahead. Hey, what's up? Hey, how are you doing this what's morning? What's up, man? Is this John? Oh, I'm doing just fine. Uh, the, it's, it's snowing right now. Yeah, it is definitely snowing right now, yes. Yeah, very <laughs> unexpected, to be honest. I looked out my window this morning. I was like, uh, I guess this is what's going on today. <laughs> Dude, so so what's that going to do, though, for the video? First of all, introduce yourself, guest caller. Like, let's get, let's get that uh, out of my, We got my man. Go ahead. You, you can go. So I'm, I'm trying to get my, uh, my phone connected to my car so I can hear you guys better. Fair enough. So we got our man uh, John Clements on on the line. John is a local skateboard legend, and and I'm seriously throwing out that word. I don't use that word uh, loosely. The man's got skills with it. Get on YouTube, search John Clemens, two M's, right? Two M's, yes. <laughs> Dude, 
I was watching like your highlight reel of falling off the board. Oh yeah, man, <laughs> yours are bigger than mine because I would have given I would have given that up a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's been a long time coming. That's for sure. <laughs> so you're actually well, you... a professional skateboarder. Yes, to, yes, I am. Tell the I, listeners why we have you on the air right now, what you've got going on tonight, and I can't wait to come out, and it's going to be like some winter wonderland-ish uh, with the yeah, snow. I'm, I'm I feel like that's going to add to it. Yeah, um, so uh, Darkroom Skateboards, uh, the company's been around for a couple of years now. Um, it's uh, Don Pendleton owns it out of Ohio. Uh, we've been working on uh, this video for probably like a year and a half now. Um, have full parts by me and uh, my friend Cody Robinson, and then uh, there'll be like a, a team section. Um, I think it's like a 12 or 13 minute video. Um, it's at Logan Street Market. Uh, it's free to go because we want everybody to be able to go in and not have to like pay a fee or anything, and just have a good time and watch some watch some skating. So where is this going down again? Like, tell people where to where to be, what time should they get there early? I mean, this sounds like a really awesome event to bring your kids out to, and totally. and they may find something new and discover a new passion that that you know. I feel like it's events like what you're putting on that get younger audiences involved, like. They'll say, I didn't know a damn thing about skateboarding, and then I went to this show one time, and I was hooked after that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, well, the the doors open at 8 at Logan Street Market. Um, Kid-friendly. Um, obviously, there is a bar. Everybody can have a good time. Um, it's, like, a, obviously a very friendly place. Uh, doors open at 8, video starts at 9, and then uh, we'll probably be there partying until 11. So, what do you got? What do you got? Do you have any anything you can tease the audience about? You have planned to uh, pull off? Because seriously, man, there there was one where I, there was one of the, your videos uh, I watched with a buddy the other night. We were like, "Damn, hey, this dude's cold with it." You went down uh, a rail that had multiple curves. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely not easy. But uh, when when you uh, when you grind something like that, like a big a big rail, it 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 honestly doesn't feel real. Sometimes you kind of just like black out. You're like, oh, I'm I'm rolling away from this. Uh, this is like like I don't know. I feel like that's that's like the best part of skating to me is like when you're trying something that you don't even think it's possible and then you you make it possible and you like surprise yourself and you surprise like all the people around you that's that's what i'm hoping for people to see tonight so um like i said i've been uh i've been working on this part for a year and a half uh a lot of stuff has gone down this past year but um I uh I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked on this one I I feel like it might be one of the best parts I've I've filmed in my life so um, I, I I hope to see everybody there. Uh, can't wait to see you there, Joe. Stoked. Uh, 
I mean, I'm I'm just excited, man. It's been a it's been a long time coming trying to get this video together and get get something out so everybody can everybody can see. There'll be a lot of uh, classic Louisville spots in there that that we kind of brought back to life. So that's cool. Um, I just you know I hope everybody has a good time and and enjoys the video. That's awesome, John. Uh, one more time, man. Plug that location for for everybody. Let them know where to come yeah. out, and uh, I'll see you tonight. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, let me get – I don't even know the address. I'm about to pull it up real quick. <laughs> um, well, every, every, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I just know it's Logan Street Market. I never uh, – I actually don't really go to Logan Street, but I've heard, like, even with videos or not, like, they got, like – you know, they got good restaurants, they got, uh, you know, they got a good, like, winery there, they have a good bar, like, I, I need to start going more, um, so it is 1001 Logan Street Market, Louisville, Kentucky, doors open at 8, video starts at 9, we'll be hanging out till 11, maybe go out afterwards, who knows, not too sure, what to expect, but I'm I'm stoked to see all of you guys there, and uh, let's just let's have a good time. There we all go, all right, buddy man. I appreciate it, John. Thank you. Yeah, of course. I, I kind of just wrote, woke up, so I'm like still foggy. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I was like, I was getting, I was getting my coffee, and I was like, oh, I gotta, uh, I forgot, I gotta call in, call in at ten o'clock. I'm like twenty minutes late, but that's okay. That's it. That, that's Skater time. I'll tell you 10 o'clock, and it'll be like 30 minutes after 10 that's o'clock. That's hilarious. So, nah, man. It's, it's, it's all good, man. Good, good luck tonight, all right? <laughs> yeah, thanks. I hope, I, I'll see you guys there. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks so yeah, much. Yeah, man. Go <laughs> all right, home, buddy. Later, guys. Uh-huh. Have a good one. Yeah, you see. too. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> well, there we uh, go. See? Hey. Man. You should see some of the texts that came in on text line. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they were like, "What the hell is yeah, this?" Like, What's but, happening? but hey, man, that's something. But that's that's, something, awesome. that's something you know that I really appreciate about about working with you, yes, sir. Sean. You know, and and again, this is peeling the curtain back for the listeners. Absolutely. You know, one of the first things Brashan said was, "If you know people that that are into sports that don't get coverage, always invite them on." You know, so. So when when homeboy told me he had a he had a this tape that there's video they're they're recording tonight, and it's going to be a, a skateboarding exhibition that's free to the public to come come and watch. I was like, oh hell man, you need to come on the show, like talk about it for a minute because skateboarding is is an interesting culture if you've never done a done a dive into it, man. Yeah. They're they're a wild bunch of dudes. They're they're basically the people that should have joined uh, your brotherhood of the Marines. They just got a skateboard instead of a rifle. <laughs> right? Like they're crazy. Right? They're they're crazy, man. They love hitting pavement. <laughs> yeah. No. I yes. I, I I know. I have met some. I've never been much of a skate guy, but yes, the skater guys are a little. They are a different breed. So you know, I, I definitely uh, they, they remind me of my brothers. <laughs> <laughs> they, they definitely do they're, they're just a, brothers. <laughs> they're a different cut, man. Like like I was joking with John. You watch his videos, man. That dude has hit pavement 
It's like ten thousand times. I, I always think of the uh, the the line from White Man Can't Jump where it says, "Do you listen to Jimmy or do you hear Jimmy?" <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, Absolutely. Uh, th- th- there is a difference, but hey, we gonna go ahead. We are gonna hit this uh, this next break, Joe. Uh, when we get back, uh, we gonna have Leanne online. I think we may have another call on the line too. So er- everything is jumping this morning. Pe- people are very very excited about what's going on this Saturday. You want to listen to Wake Up 502? Hey, it's a lot happening, man. Uh, Joe Kelly, Rashawn Myers, taking care. You got about 30 minutes left. Leanne Herring coming up with the pick segment. So uh, we got a lot more to get into, and we'll be back on Big Exports Radio. Back to Wake Up 502. Rashawn Myers, Joe Kelly, take care. Y'all know whose music that is. Before before we get to Leanne uh, and her wonderful picks for the evening, we did have a couple other texts come in to the text line I wanted to get to really quickly. A texter said, I'm hoping pain is successful, but there is really no Calipari assistant that has been successful as a head coach. Even if you look at passing the majority of the years uh, he's been coaching, uh, he's been at the bottom of the ACC. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a trend that if Kenny Payne is going to be successful, he's going to have to buck the trend because Calipari has not, definitely not been one, whether it was uh, Antonio Antigua, Bruiser Flint, uh, his guys have not necessarily gone on to a lot of success, so I, I definitely agree with you uh, with that one. Uh, n- another texter in uh, said, uh, uh, the standards uh, we have n- uh, now, he said, we don't have st- – he said, standards that we have, uh, none anymore. Rick and Mac destroyed it, so why are you giving KP uh, this high bar? Rick and Mac destroyed it. First of all, that's absolutely false. Rick Pitino went to two final, uh, excuse me, three final fours and won a championship at the University of Louisville. I would definitely say he maintained the standard. And Chris Mack had Louisville ranked as the number one team in the country two years ago. The only, the only sin that Chris Mack had was allowing the pressure of not making the NCAA tournament after he got screwed in the COVID year because he lost so many years. Uh, lost, excuse me, lost so many games to COVID and didn't have enough wins on there to where they were able to make excuse of keeping him out. And he allowed not making the tournament that season completely fluster and go off the reservation. Now, that's on Chris Mack, um, but let's not just be revisionist history and act as if the coaching here has not been excellent uh, over the last several years. Like, that's, that's, that's bull. That's complete baloney. So... And and I will also point out Chris Mack nor Rick Pitino ever lost to uh, Lenore Ryan or Bellerman. So, yeah, <laughs> I'll just leave I'll just leave that right there. Even in their worst years, that did not happen. So please relax, calm down. Um, and yes, uh, and the texter also wanted to let you know, Joe, that uh, uh, that was good. Your radio interview was kind of crazy. <laughs> Said it was completely out of the blue. Wow. <laughs> But yes, he he, he yep. I guess he enjoyed it. He was like, "That's kind of that's kind of nuts." But let's go ahead and bring Leanne on in here. Leanne, how are you doing this morning? 
Doing good, doing good. I will have to say I do miss basketball in the bluegrass because all those texts that you read and everything is just oh, classic man. Kentucky, <laughs> the state of Kentucky basketball. You know, all you know they love they love Patino when he was winning, but all of a sudden he, you know, it's just it's yeah. just real funny. I love the intensity in basketball in Kentucky. I miss it. I, you know, it's been a nice break to be able to watch it. I've enjoyed your commentary, you know, because I love it. Like I said, you always tell it how it is. A basketball, you know. I I know the SEC football fans are intense, but yes. the basketball fans in Kentucky, when you got when you got Kentucky on one side and you got Louisville on the other side, it's the best of the ACC and the SEC basketball right there, and it is so fun to watch on so many <laughs> levels, especially the fans. You know, they 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 want this instant thing, uh, and it's, it's always interesting to watch. It's so funny, Leanne. Like the the, the uh, to to their credit, the radio guys here in town tried their best to try to focus on Louisville taking on a top 10 team uh, upcoming this weekend after winning four games in a row. But three out of every four callers, I would guess or estimate, three out of every four were still about basketball. <laughs> like, no, no, ex- no, exactly, exactly. I mean, it's just it, you can't help it like that. I, I, like I said, I remember I remember when I first started out there and, and there was no U.K. football practically and Joker was more on his way out than he was on his way in. And, and it's just it's just a li- different level of intensity. And like you said, you know, you can't doubt the legacy that, that Louisville has even though, you know, it's gone through a rough patch. But every dynasty, every program in a Power 5 program that's been where Louisville sits, and even Kentucky, you know, where they sit in basketball, they go through those. You know, that's what fans don't understand. they got to go through these turnovers. Absolutely. You know, they go through these lumps and everything. But but a lot, a lot of action going There's on today in Week 11 in college, in yes. college football. And this weather, it's getting that cool fall weather, and it might affect it might affect some of these games, especially in the SEC. So it's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting week eleven. Yeah, no, I I totally agree with you, and, and definitely let's go ahead and hop straight to it. Of course, I like to always start with the locals, uh, just to make sure we get plenty of time to kind of break down what's going on with those. Um, I will start with Kentucky since they are the noon kick. Um, they're uh, at home uh, taking on Vanderbilt. Of course, we get all our uh, lines, over-unders, and everything from the Caesar Sportsbook, which is on the ESPN uh, app. Every time uh, you know we pull it up, they have the information from Caesars. But we do have Kentucky uh, at home versus Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt winless in the SEC, 3-6 and six overall. Kentucky is a 17-and-a-half-point favorite um, uh, in this one, Leanne. What, what, what are you thinking about this one with the Cats at home? Vanderbilt and Mizzou are like the upsets when it comes to the SEC. You know, they, they, they're just interesting when they play. You know, they're not this like out of the box team. They don't, you know what they're going to run, but sometimes they find ways to, to hang with the big boys. Yeah. And, and I think that's exactly what's to be. I think Kentucky ultimately is going to get the win at home, but I'm going to take Vandy on the points. I saw how they, you know, no one expected them with Ole Miss with the high powered offense to be able to hang out and they still were able to do it. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Vandy, uh, Vandy for 17 points. I, I, you know, I think Kentucky, they have all, they have, they're firing in all the cylinders, but it's again, this late in the season, that consistency is not there. You know that Will Rogers is a dynamic quarter. You know the capability, but it's the execution and the translation that Kentucky lacks sometimes. And Vanderbilt's just one of those teams that just finds a way to, to, uh, 
to expose that early and bank on that. I, I think Kentucky will win at home, but I just don't like them for I just don't know about those seventeen points with a team like Vanderbilt. So I'm gonna take Vanderbilt on the points on that one. Yeah, and you know what? Actually, I was going to go Kentucky on this one, but I think especially with the weather being what it is today, I think it's going to make for a slow track. It's going to make for an ugly track. 17.5 points is a lot of points, um, especially when uh, the weather is uh, what it is right now. Um, so I, I'm right there with you. I, I, I say uh, take Vanderbilt, take those 17.5 points on there. Joe, what do you think on this one? Yeah, I agree with both of you all. And there's – you didn't leave much meat on the bone. Y'all, y'all gave excellent insight on that. I mean, seventeen and a half is is a lot. I'm sorry. I know it's Vandy, but also you're Kentucky, and this is more of the the traditional Kentucky team that that I'm accustomed to. That that's competent, but not great. I mean, yeah. they're a, they're going to go bowling. They're a bowl. They're they're a, they're they're a bowl eligible team, but they're not seventeen and a half plus. Take a look outside. No. no. Right. I like I like Mandy to cover. Yeah, I agree with you. Okay, Leanne, next game up, Louisville travels down to Death Valley. They're taking on the number 10 Clemson Tigers on ESPN, 330 kick. Uh, right now, Clemson is sitting at a seven-point uh, uh, favorite in, in this one. Uh, what are you thinking on this one? This is going to be another interesting game. Um, you know, Clemson with that one loss, you know, no one expected it. Clemson's still vying, surprisingly, you know, in the ACC and everything. But I like Louisville to cover on this one. I like the way Louisville's playing. I think that they finally got into their groove. they still got a lot of work to be done. Um, you're going to see really good, you know, there's two really good offenses that we're talking about here, but the defenses have really um, pulled both these teams and have really been the difference maker and the changer. I think this is going to be a close one. I'm going to take the under 52. That's what I had it at, and I'm going to take Louisville on the road. I like Louisville. Uh, I think Clemson comes out with the win, but I just like the way Louisville's been playing, and I feel like Louisville's got that momentum coming in. The defense, if they can, if they can find a way to uh, to get early on Clem- that Clemson offense, kind of slow it down, kind of get DJ out of out of rhythm, which which we've seen them do. And I think Satterfield's been coaching and calling decent games, but like I said, it's got to translate. The, the all the tools are there. That's what I that's what I'm going to say about the Kentucky team. The tools, the talent. I mean, Malik Cunningham, the defense, everything on Louisville is there. They just need to execute it. So I'm going to take Louisville. I'm going to go again. I'm gonna, I'm going to roll with the cards, and I'm going to take Louisville um, to cover those seven points. Uh, you know what? I, I, I like what you're thinking with that one. I hesitate to think that Louisville can can get the win because I just until I see it, uh, I can't believe it. But I do think they'll keep it closer than the seven. I could see Louisville coming down and having something weird happen, having like a holding call that moves back a field goal to win it from 42 yards to 52 yards, and then Louisville ends up missing it wide left and losing <laughs> something weird like that. Like I, I just I think, see that. And that's really, that's really what I think a lot of these games, like I'm not really breaking down a lot of analysis this late in the season yeah. for what they're playing for, for teams <laughs> like Louisville, for Clemson. A lot of them are trying to stay healthy. Like Clemson yeah. sit in there with a very, you know, surprise, you know, still trying to, you know, look at playoffs, still trying to get Clemson. So Absolutely. they're trying to stay healthy, but, but it's going to be it's week 11. I think is going to be really weird when it comes to, to the lines when, it, and it also, the weather, I think, is just going to have a lot of factor. Even though these teams are used to playing in the cold, it's that readjustment yes. now that it's really sinking in. The, I mean, that, that Louisville, Arkansas, there, there, there was ice and snow on the field. The field looks clean, but, you know, 
it, it's going to be an in, that's going to be an interesting factor. So I think I mean just ask Northwestern Ohio State about the win because I keep hearing Ohio State fans saying, well, it was the win. That's how they able to keep it that close with Northwestern so, last week. Yeah. So <laughs> it's going to like I said, it's, the weather's going to it's going to be weird. It's going to be a weird week eleven. Yeah, I, I agree with you. So get, give me Louisville and the points. I don't know if the Cardinals can get the win, but I definitely think they'll keep it close. Uh, Joe, what are you thinking on this one? I think the I think they'll cover the spread, and and I just I have this feeling like I, I have not been sold on DJ uh, since he got the since he took over at Clemson. They just this seems like that that period of time where if you're if if you're a team that's been that that's that's been in the the game, you know, like you've been in it with Clemson every year, and we play Clemson pretty well. Uh, historically since the joint of the ACC. If there was ever a year that we were going to knock them off, it would be this year. I think we're going to go in and get the win. It won't Whoa, be death Valley. Oh, there it is. Joe coming out strong. I'm, I'm, I like the boldness. I like out. the boldness. I, I mean, I wouldn't be – I like the boldness, and, I, and I'm right <laughs> there with you. So, I mean, anything can happen at this point. I mean, you think – like I said, it's going to get weird today. I just have that inclination. I was writing on my notes. It's a weird week 11. I like it. I like that. I like that your theme is that it's we're going to get weird with it, man. <laughs> it, because seriously, Leanne, let me ask you this real quick: If there was ever a year for U of L and Scott Satterfield to knock off Dabo's team, it would be this year, right? DJ can, and as you, you as you you mentioned, you can rattle DJ and you can take him out of out of, out of his comfort zone very easily. We have, as we've talked about every week on this show, the 17th year senior quarterback in Malik. Like this is the year that that you go down there and you feel really confident about your team, don't you? And when you look at the and yeah, when you look at the stats, the four years that Satterfield's been there, you know this is probably he's like I said, you know he's had they've had a rough patch and everything, but he's done decent, you know, making the Cardinals in four years, especially this year six and three. I mean, when you look at the stats, they've done well on defense, and then you know they're averaging thirty point two points a game, sixty yards, and you know so the stats aren't bad. It, the, the the talent's there. That's what I keep saying it's just that people want it to happen overnight and and it just can't happen overnight with all the talent because you have to find your groove and I think that's and I think that's what Louisville's trying to do because I mean they wouldn't be producing quarterbacks like I mean you had you had Lamar you got Malik they they know how to produce top talent you know we just don't always hear about it and that's the thing there's a lot of schools out there that produce a lot of top talent we just don't hear about it because we're so used to hearing about Bama and Ohio State and like I said uh uh, you know, everyone's talking about crazy when I when I was last week about Northwestern against Ohio State. I said you just never know, and I mean, you know, if Northwestern can keep find a way to keep Ohio State, Louisville can find a way to keep up with Clemson. It's just in the yeah. air. It's just that kind of season. And, and I tell you what, one of the things that make helps things to get weird is when you have a good pass rush, and, and that's the one thing that Louisville has. When you have Yaya Diaby. You have uh, Yasir Abdullah, uh, you know, you, you have Austin uh, Ashton Gelati and, and those guys on the defensive line. When you're able exactly. to constantly put pressure on a quarterback, it makes weird things happen. And with DJ and even the freshman backup um, out there, when those guys have gotten flustered and, and thrown in the, you know, gotten pressured in the pocket, there have been turnovers, there have been fumbles, there have been interceptions. So, I mean, definitely I, I think that Louisville's going to have an opportunity for the upset. Joe, I, I like your, your belief, I, I like your passion. I, I'm smelling what you're selling, brother. <laughs> thank you, thank you, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. This is this is the, that that's my co-sign on Saturday. <laughs> you, you brought me full circle, Scott. 
Look at you. Hey, you know what, Scott Satterfield? Bringing people together. Bringing, bringing hope back to the Ville. We love it. <laughs> All right, Leah, we're going to the SEC for this next one. Uh, we got LSU on the road coming off a absolutely um, amazing walk-off victory for the Tigers over Alabama last week. Brian Kelly once again reminding people that he was a hell of a coach before he got to Notre Dame. He became kind of a punchline at Notre Dame because they were never able to get it done. But now playing with the best talent, seems like he's gotten his the ship righted. LSU knocks off Alabama last week. They're heading on the road to Arkansas. But the interesting thing about this game, it's only a three-and-a-half-point spread. LSU's a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road at Arkansas. What do you think about this one? This is going to be an interesting game. Like I was looking, I got some notes earlier right before we went on. Of course, there's a little bit of snow and ice out in Arkansas. It's gotten really cold. Um, so I think that's going to affect the, the field. They've cleaned it. The field looks clean and everything. But like I said, this cold weather, you know, with the Louisiana coming in, you know, LSU Bayou Bengals coming in. I like I like I like Louisiana. I was really surprised, like you, that this line was this low. I thought it would be a little bit more. I, I figured that you know LSU would be going in the favorites um, into this. I just didn't think a low line. Yeah. I like. I think the Bayou Bengals are going to roll in Arkansas, even with the weather. I think that we might see them have a little bit of hesitation, just like anything, trying to adapt and adjust to the colder weather, colder elements. But I like Arkansas to cover in this one. So I think Arkansas is going to cover one. I think it's going to be a very tight, uh, tight scoring, low scoring game. So I'm going to take the under in this one. But I think ultimately the Bayou Bengals are going to keep rolling. And I will be the first to say, I think when we started the show, we, like you said, we were kind of, uh, at least I know that, you know, I, w- I didn't have, I wasn't faithful in LSU enough to see that they were back, but but Brian Kelly has done a heck of a job, and, and kudos to him, like you said, and like you just reminded us, uh, you know, he was a heck of a coach at Notre Dame and became Absolutely. a punchline, but I think he's winning those Louisiana hearts, and I think primarily what he's done is LSU has finally found their groove, and, their, and what they're doing that a lot of teams are having trouble and success doing and translating as he's become balanced on both sides of the ball. His offense and his defense have been consistent and they're balanced. And I think that's why we've seen them make this stretch in this winning streak and be able to shake down Alabama at home. I mean, that's a tough atmosphere to play in, but no one ever thought that Brian Kelly in his tenure would be able to take down Saban. But he did it quite simply because he had balance on offense and defense. He kept it simple, nothing fancy. He just played old-fashioned football like what he did at Notre Dame but he helped, but then he used the talent that he has at LSU matched out with the coaches and and you know and I think that's what he's going to do in Arkansas I think we might but I think this is going to be a close game just because of the elements the weather and then trying to readjust and get everybody rolling like I but I like um I like LSU uh to roll in this one but I do like Arkansas to cover just because they're at home and and they're used to the elements Okay. Okay. I like it. Uh, I tell you what. I I, pers- I I think LSU gets it done. I, I think they use that that the lines that they're very good on the lines. I think Arkansas is ready to go home and go to sleep. I, I just that they were a team that came in with a lot of expectation and people thought it was going to be a a better year for them. But they've been kind of, as the young people say, they've been a little mid. <laughs> so I'm gonna go ahead and say LSU. I'll take those. I'll lay those three and a half points. I think Bayou Bengals get it done pretty easy. Uh, Joe, what do you think? Yeah, I think LSU covers that effortlessly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no doubt, no doubt. Okay, hey, now we're going to a team that is near and dear to Leanne's heart. Ole Miss down there in Oxford taking on Alabama. Alabama's going to be very upset. Nick Saban is angry. He's he's spitting fire. 
He's very cranky. He just lost on a two-point conversion to LSU. Leanne, I know Lane's had a good year. Y'all are 8-1, 4-1 in the SEC. Can you withstand a very angry Nick Saban uh, this afternoon on CBS? This is going to be a tough one, not, not going to lie. I don't like the <laughs> fact that the Rebels are going to get Alabama after two losses. It's one thing when you get Alabama after one. When you get Alabama after two, you, they're on the road. I just don't see – I just don't see – Alabama, Nick Saban, especially to his former assistant, Lane Kiffin, giving them that satisfaction. But I think Ole Miss uh, is going to cover in this game, and I do like it to be another close one. I, I think I have the under at 63.5, so I'm going to take the Rebels to cover in this one. Okay. I, it's going to be a tough one. You know, uh, everyone's talking, because I think Lane Kiffin and his coaching staff will agree. Me and everyone can say that Bama's in trouble, that they're falling. Listen, Bama standards are just a different standard. Oh, yeah. Like, they're, they're built different. So the minute that there's any trouble down in Tuscaloosa that they're not performing to the high caliber of performance, everyone thinks that they're done. They've lost to listen. Their second, their third string is just as tough as anybody's first. And they, I think the issue with Bama is that they have a lot of top talent, but they are not they don't have talent consistent across the board. Now, don't get me wrong, they have tons of talent, but usually at every position they just have a power guy. But in this one, this year we see more of the fact that they're, of course, Bryce Young, and then he's got, you know, his key offensive targets, but then it, there's holes. And then the same thing with that interior defense, you know, the interior on the defensive band, they don't have star players, go-to guys in every single, and we've seen them have a lot of trouble with the penalties, and I said it over and over again, as good as you are, if you let the penalties rack up, those little details and those things make the difference. I think it, I think Bama um, is, gonna, is going to take it to Ole Miss, but Ole Miss is going to keep up with them, and, I, and I'm going to take Ole Miss on the points and on, on the under. There we go. You know, because I think because, like I said, I think I think the run game and what they're going to come in, they're coming in with a lot of energy and the way they coach. I will say that as much as I enjoy and I'm glad to see Kiffin commit to the run and, and use Zach Evans and, and Krishan Judkins, who are just two amazing players, we're going to also have to take it to the air because Nick Saban already can has I can has devised a plan to make sure that we don't get we don't get on that field and that opportunity. So I think that Ole Miss is going to have to find some way to to make some trick plays in there and do what Lane Kiffin does and, and take what he learned from Nick Saban in, in Tuscaloosa and, and uh, flip the script on him to keep up with them. But I, I think the Rebels are going to keep up with them, and, uh, and it's going to be a close one in, in Oxford today. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Um, I, I think I like Alabama. The, the, the Alabama just always has huge spreads, 11, and a half, uh, excuse me, 11 points. Um, is a lot of points. Um, I'll take Ole Miss. I think Alabama gets the win, but I, I just don't see them going into Oxford and, and just blowing Ole Miss out. Joe, what do you think about this one? I think Ole Miss covers, yeah. and I am hoping and praying that they get the upset. <laughs> Today I am I am, Stick a fork I am in, in Dracula, fan. huh? You, you want to put the stake in, in well, Dracula? It, you just want to put him down? Man, I can't. I can't think of anything funnier than a th- than Nick Saban taking his third loss to Lane. <laughs> like that's that's you know all those thing. LSU fans, all those LSU fans are going to be rooting for for Bama to roll because with the Bama win today and then an LSU win, LSU is going to clinch the SEC West and then most likely feet. Uh, you know, of all of all things, we didn't think we'd be thinking LSU against possibly Georgia in the SEC championship. You know, so this Bama Ole Miss game, there's a lot riding in the SEC West, and like I said, the 
you know, all, all the all the Bayou Bengals are going to be looking down to Oxford, hoping that that Lane Kiffin doesn't find a way. You know, yeah. uh, you know. So it's going to be an interesting game. A lot of these games are going to see these way. You know, are are not just affecting conferences; they're affecting the playoff picture. Just because it's been that kind of interesting year with the way things are shaking up, because we we still have quite a few undefeateds right now. In, oh. the, in those top four. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, and just a quick note. My, you, my, my... you were not kidding. Hold up. You were not kidding when you said it's going to be a weird weekend. Like, I love hearing LSU fans are going to be cheering for Bama. Like, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny. normal. So many people are paying attention to this game. Like, literally, my son sent me a text and said, I think LSU is going to win today, Dad, but I think it's going to be closer uh, then we think him and his buddy Jacob are listening. So shout out to Holy Cross Basketball as well. Uh, so they wanted to give that note. But I tell you what, y'all, we only have like a minute left in the show. Uh, so just quick, uh, Leanne, give me like one more good one because uh, we got about thir- 45 seconds left, literally. <laughs> well, in the theme of keeping it weird, I think that the T- number four TCU Horn Frogs going to Austin today. They're going to reap what they sow and they're going to get weird. It's going to get weird in Austin, Texas, just how they like it. And I think it's going to be TCU covering at the seven points. It's going to go under 64 last week, wow. last season. John Robinson went to, went to Fort Worth, got business done. But I just think TCU has just been able to play. Uh, phenomenal on their ground game. They've been, they've just been explosive, and I just don't think Texas has found a way uh, to be back enough to stop that TCU run game or anything for that matter. So I think that TCU is about to return the favor, and then things are going to get weird down in Austin. Like I said, just how the Longhorns like it, and it's going to be a TCU. It's going to be a TCU party down in Austin tonight. So I'm going to take the TC. I'm going to take TCU hands down to cover and probably to cut to make the upset in the with the Longhorns. How they're the favorite in that game, I don't know, but TCU sure likes and I sure do too. So I'm going to take TCU uh, to to not only cover but to to roll on the Texas Longhorns for under 64 and a half points. Well, in there, Austin. Well, there we go. I appreciate it. Joe, Leanne, appreciate you guys. Thanks so much, and we'll chat with y'all next week, okay? Sounds good. Hotty toddy and L's up. There we go. Thanks, y'all. <laughs> we out. Wake up 502.